0: Hey, I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life.
0: Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with
1: it. We are so glad to have you here with us. Hi everyone, today I have a special guest joining me, Nancy Sovereign, the Executive Director of Wish Upon a Teen, an organization dedicated to providing resources and opportunities to teenagers with severe life-limiting medical conditions. Nancy's journey to volunteer with the nonprofit is an incredible one, and it is so great to be able to chat with you today, Nancy. Well, thank you for having me, Ashley. So I do want to share a little story about how we met and everything before we get started. Great so Nancy, story. Nancy and I connected on Instagram. I was drawn to your organization and the mission that you guys do. It is phenomenal. And I just can't wait to be able to dive in more on that. But the funny thing is, so I was working an event, <laughs> if you remember this. I was working at the PGA tour last June and I heard somebody calling my name and I turned around and just because of that social media, I recognized you through the photos and everything. And we took a picture together and it's just incredible the way that life connects and how you can meet people out and about. So it was amazing to be able to have the opportunity to finally meet you in person. It was wonderful (laughs) because when I saw you, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Ashley.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, I've got to say something. And I'm always that type of person that if I see somebody that like I Mm -hmm. think I know, I will always say something to them because it's about connecting with people.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so great to see you and talk with you in person, like I said. So, uh, Nancy, can you share a little bit more about yourself, your family, and how you discovered Wish Upon a Teen? Well,
0: yes. Thank you. At first, thank you for having me this morning. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this. And you do some wonderful work in the community as well. So, thank you.
1: I appreciate that. Um, nice.
0: I got involved with Wish Upon a Teen eight years ago. And after my daughter, well, while my daughter Hope, who is our seventh child, we have nine kids. and she was had a bone marrow transplant, and she was at C.S. Mott Children's Hospital in Ann Arbor. And Wish Upon a Teen came in one day and designed her hospital room of everything that she loves in the world, whether it's Glee, Friends, she loves those shows. Mm-hmm. And it was a game changer for her. It took her from being so isolated and so depressed to kind of like changing her room from a sterile white walls and you know, being so lonely and away from her family to this magical, I mean, it turned into a magical room. It was purple. It had friends posters. It had Glee blanket. It was just amazing. And a new lamp. I mean, who has a new lamp in their hospital room? Mm-hmm. And it was a pink lamp. It was very cool. So I decided at that time to be a volunteer. Because, you know, when you go through things, you—you you, those places and people that impact you, you want to give back. And maybe you, I don't have the the money, you know, to say, here's, you know, $10,000. I wish I did, you know, but I have my time and my mm-hmm. talents. And so I started volunteering. And then the next year, I became, they asked me to interview, not even the next year, maybe six months um, for the community development specialist. And that time they were in six hospitals. And so my job was to grow our reach out to all different hospitals. And so it grew to eight, we're in 84 hospitals now across the United States mm-hmm. and all of the hospitals in the Metro Detroit area. And so then I did that for six months and then our executive director at the time, um, got married and moved, um, up, uh, up East up in Michigan, like, um, Marine city. And it was, you know, too far and so, but so the board and the founder asked me to, um, step into the role. And I've been doing that for the last five years, five and a half years. So it'll be six years. So, um, I'm very blessed. Um, uh, my family, like their mom this is like your mission work this is like the most amazing thing and it is because I don't feel like it's a job because I love it so much and I love um what we do and the difference that we make for teens um and that's a hard age anyways I mean these teens are so isolated and their their normal path for life um has has gone you know and so it's 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 pretty sad for them so if I can make even the slightest bit of difference you know I, I love it.
1: It's amazing to me to hear people's stories about how they transformed something that was hard and difficult into something of purpose to be able to give back to those people who gave you know, to them. And it sounds like that is exactly what you've done with this mission, that you found that the organization served you and your daughter Hope in such an incredible way that you wanted to be able to give back and help other teens who are walking a similar journey as you.
0: Yep. And you know, not just the teens, but their families, Mm -hmm. because kind of I've walked their path. And so I get it. I I totally get it. And so, you know, I can reach out to them in ways that maybe someone who hasn't been down that path, you know, is able to. So it's just been, it's just been really
1: incredible. And can you tell me a little bit more about the process of having you come in and redesign a hospital room for somebody? So if a family was interested, how can they sign up for that? Absolutely. Um, what we do is we have a referral process that we get
0: and it, the, the only stipulations is they have to be in, in the hospital two weeks and longer and they have to be between the ages of 12 and 20. Although we do make adjustments, you know, if, it, if they're like a 21 year old or a 22 year old, but they're still being seen for a p- pediatric cancer or a transplant. And they're on the pediatric unit or maybe an 11 year old or a 10 year old who's really having a hard time with their diagnosis. And the child life specialist, social worker, nurse, doctor um, reaches out to us and says, hey, this kid really needs it. We're like, absolutely. We never turn anybody away. And But it can be anybody who submits a referral. Um, to us and it's on our website, but they can submit a referral. And then what I'll do is I will, let's say a teacher, I've had teachers say, Hey, my students in the hospital at, you know, Beaumont or Mott or wherever I would love to, you know, if you guys could do it. So what I do is I'll take that, you know, get, they'll fill out the referral and on the referral form, it'll have their first name. It'll have like, you know, their size and clothes. If they could pick a theme for their room, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And it is just amazing the different things and then we have list their hobbies um, what's their favorite color and just then you go from there and if there's any special considerations and we follow all the guidelines for the hospital you know we have to be very careful on the oncology unit well we have to be careful on each unit but some units have different you know guidelines and then we go from there so I'll contact the hospital and say hey I, or you know, they've sent me the referral. But if someone outside of the hospital has sent me the referral, I will contact the hospital and say, I received a referral. Is this an appropriate time to come in? You know, what are there any isolation procedures and so forth? And if the hospital has sent it to me, they usually will list it on there. And then we make arrangements. We usually go within a week, you know, hopefully, you know, sometimes, you know, longer depending on certain situations. But right now we've been shipping everything because we can't physically go in because of the abundance of caution we, we've we been shipping and I really miss going in and and you know doing it and what's really interesting is when Hope had her transplant her doctor came in one morning Dr. Connolly, who I loved and he said make the day the day the night the night pull up the blinds chain you know because when you're sick after a transplant you don't feel good you want to keep those blinds drawn and you don't want to see the outside world because you're really sick so I always took that and every morning I opened up the blinds and made the day, the day, the night, the night. And so that's kind of like my little signature thing when I go in these rooms. I'm telling you, 99% of the rooms are dark. You know, it, it's just pressing. They're they're they 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 do not feel good. And and we what sets us out apart is we do any diagnosis. So we're not just cancer specific, we're not just transplant specific, we're not just, you know, um, diabetic any diagnosis. And a lot of these kids and these like sickle cell anemia, there's not a lot of resources for them, even though they go through the same protocol many times. So I'm, we're very fortunate that we can really, our reach out is huge. So I go in and I'm like, you know, hi, I'm Nancy from Wish Upon a Teen, And sometimes the, the sponsors, you know, person who is sponsoring the room and who maybe even shopped for the room, I love for them to come with, but it has to be, you know, can the patient have visitors, you know? And so we, we take, total cue from the hospital. And we follow that. And so we go in and we say, hi, I'm Nancy from Wish Upon kind of Teen. And the kids are like, they, they, they're not too sure about what I'm going to be doing. And so then I say, you know, I'm here to decorate your room. Do you want to be surprised or do you want to stay in? And I give them total authority of what they want to do. And nine times out of 10, they want to be surprised. So they, you know, get up out of bed and they maybe walk to the end of the hall, to the sitting area or to the activity room and it takes us about 20 minutes tops maybe half hour to you know transform a room we do the bedding we do new sheets like those microfiber sheets um we do a blanket we do um you know something for the wall we put some lights up if they asked specifically for like the twinkle lights we do um pajamas we do an uh, arts and craft that is staying with their theme we do journals we do you know a frame we sometimes do a lamp if they've asked for a lamp. We don't do rugs or anything like that. You know, Harbor, that just isn't a good practice. Mm-hmm. But we do anything that to change that room. And I'm telling you, so then I, we go get them. We bring them back to their room and the look. And you know they're not feeling good. And they're trying everything they can. But some of the kids have cried. When they've walked in the room, because they're just so overwhelmed by it doesn't look like a hospital room anymore. And we haven't, we don't go overboard because we try to be mindful that they have to pack this stuff up and go, you know. And you know, sometimes maybe we've decorated a little bit too much, you know, and would probably get on the hospital's nerves, like, oh my gosh. But we try to keep it, try to keep it low key. But it's just, it's wonderful. And people who sponsor the room, and sometimes they're like, can we shop for the room? I said, absolutely. So I don't give them, you know, I may give them the first name if. that's appropriate but we're very careful you know we don't share anything that's we're very mindful of that so you know give them it's a boy you know he's 14 years old he loves like we just did one um last week in a hospital Montefiore the the children's hospital at Montefiore in Bronx New York and we had one of our board members who lives in New Jersey sponsored and shopped for his room and so had everything shipped well he loves the Brooklyn Nets the NBA basketball team and so his whole room I think it's being decorated today because everything finally arrived so I'm so excited to see And he had just had a big procedure done, and his parents are not in the hospital with him a lot. I think his mom comes every so often because, you know, some people still have to work. And if they're working, you know, during this pandemic, they're on the front lines, they can't come back and forth. So also I reached out to a friend of mine whose husband is the um, assistant general manager for the Brooklyn Nets and the Brooklyn Nets are sending him some swag as well. So that's amazing. Yeah. So we're still making a difference during this pandemic Mm -hmm. and it's so important because these kids right now are feeling even more so isolated than ever. And a lot of them, their treatment plans have changed Um, some of my kids who are outpatients. What I've been doing lately is we partnered with Flashes of Hope, which is an amazing organization out of Cleveland, Ohio, and they go into the hospitals and take portraits of kids like the last thing you think of when your child is sick is to take a portrait of your child funny how these how life goes around is they came back came in one day when hope was very sick and was going into surgery because her port was infected and she had to have it switched out and the child life specialist molly came and she goes hey do you want to get hope's portrait taken flashes of hope is here i'm like no i don't think so and she goes you know what come down and check it out it might be something and so i did and it's the most beautiful portrait we have of hope it is, I'll, I'll send you a picture of it later. Yeah, I can't wait to see the it. most like you don't think about having it and you would not know by looking at that portrait that she was really, really ill and she was septic. And so we kind of were following each other on social media. And then their um, chief of marketing reached out to me and said, hey, we both of us can't be in the hospitals right now. Let's partner together. And I'm all about collaborating mm-hmm. to, for the greater good. And so they have these happy packs and they'd see it on the front of the pack, it says, Hope, Smiles, and Joy. And she they've sent me over 24 of these Happy Packs. And there's like an Amazon Fire tablet. There's a journal. There's a bracelet. There's a Love Your Melon hat. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff. So what I've been doing is I have been dropping off on front porches, kind of being like a little porch fairy. And I don't tell them I'm coming because I don't want to get Close to anybody or break any so you know social distancing. So I'll text them after I leave and say, "Hey, I just left something on your front porch." And so I've been collecting all these pictures, and the joy on their faces is amazing. Because a lot of them, you know, their their treatment plans have changed. They're, you know, only one parent can go with them, or maybe it's delayed. It just adds that no, another layer of stress for them, and it's it's very difficult, and they're lonely and. You know, we had to postpone our prom that was supposed to be on April 25th, which is the event of the year. We do it with Mojo in the morning and and Imagine Entertainment. And these kids look forward to this night like no other night because they have missed their traditional prom. And for these kids, they might not get a do-over. Some kids that missed their prom this year will get a do-over. A lot of my kids you know, might not be here next year. Mm-hmm. So that weighs heavy on my heart. And um, so we're trying to figure out, do we do it virtually? Do we wait till the fall? Do, you know, we're ch- just trying to figure it out and we'll do the best and the safest for them. And uh, we've got a lot of wonderful, you know, ambassadors, you know, that that are always wanting to to help our teens. And we're very fortunate for that.
1: I wanna say that what you guys are doing is just incredible. And it's even obvious when you go onto your social media and look at the videos of the kids, like how you mentioned earlier about how them coming in to that room and seeing their room redesigned. I mean, I cry. It's incredible. I I still cry. cry.
0: (laughs) I I cry because I remember those moments and you know, know they're not feeling good at all, Mm -hmm. but you know, and they'll start crying, but you don't just do it for that. You do it for their family as well. And just the you know, you want to give those parents, maybe they haven't left the room. They, they don't feel comfortable leaving the room. But now that you've decorated that room and you've made their child or their guardian or, you know, that the person that they're, they're a guardian over, you, you've made them feel comfortable and made them feel loved and supported. So maybe they can go home and, you know, see the other kids that are home and get a break. And so we do it for them as well. And I just, um, it's such a turnkey program, what Michelle started for Wish Upon a Teen, and it is amazing, you know, that it has now grown to what it is today. You know, and, and, and this has been a difficult time for us. I'm not going to lie, because we've had three fundraisers that were canceled or postponed. And that does hurt us. That's like 45% of, you know, our our, our generated, our operating income. So, you know, we're trying to, to figure it out as we go and raise money for people, you know, sponsoring Design My Rooms. And, you know, we'll, we'll do things, you know, differently. Like the Rocket Mortgage, you know, we're one of the, the charities that it supports. And they've moved it to July. What that will look like. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying their hardest, and they're really being creative. I belong to the Michigan Coalition Cancer Coalition. It's a coalition of um, nonprofits um, in the state of Michigan who deal in the cancer community. And so we had a we had our meeting last virtually last week, and it was uh, wonderful to hear how everybody's kind of like changed up, you know, kind of switched gears and we're going this, we're doing this. It was wonderful. But of course, you know, I started talking about prom and how it was weighing heavy on my heart. I started crying, but, and they're like, Nancy, we love your heart. We love how you lead with your heart. I'm like, I know, but crying in a zoom meeting isn't always the best, but <laughs> it's what it is. You know, I, I, and that's what makes me, I think pretty good at what I do because I lead with my heart. And,
1: and when you lead with your heart, it's all good you can tell that your heart is so into this and that this is your passion because they say that your passion can be something that you can just talk on and on about and feel you can just feel that connection coming from that other person and I can feel that just through this uh, podcast that we're recording right now just how much love that you have for this organization Uh, well they've, they've done
0: so much for my family and it was a game changer. I mean, you know, when you say joy is the is the most powerful medicine, and that I use that hashtag a lot, it is true. Joy is a powerful medicine. And if we can even bring the little bit of joy to somebody each and every day, Whatever that is, it doesn't have to be huge. You know, and like I, I I said yesterday, reach out, reach out. What a simple hello, a simple I'm thinking of you makes a huge difference. And you're really good like that. Like your social media is is spot on and it's it's phenomenal. And you, you do a you do a lot of good.
1: You are so sweet. That really means a lot to my heart as well. Thank you so much for that, Nancy. You're welcome. You're welcome. As you mentioned about redesigning the rooms, how can people sponsor the rooms and what other ways can they support your organization?
0: Well, they can um, they can sponsor a room, whether it's, you know, putting money towards one room or, or sponsoring a whole room. To sponsor a whole room is $250, which isn't, you know, right now it's a lot of money because we're in a pandemic, but um, it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it makes such a huge difference. So it can be a corporation. We've had schools, you know, sponsor like Marion High School, which is a local Catholic um high school in Bloomfield Hills, is sponsoring eight rooms. They raised money at school this winter. And one of their teens is one of our teens. And so she goes, Mrs. Sovereign, I want to get my my friends, my school involved. I'm like, absolutely. So she had me come and speak to her her school. And then they reached out to me this week and said, Okay, next year we want to partner and do more with Wish Teen because teens helping teens is huge. Mm -hmm. So they can visit our website at wishapenantine.org and there's a donate button, or if they want to volunteer, you know, right now there isn't a lot of volunteer opportunities because, you know, but you know, in the future we, you know, that and getting our, our mission out is also huge too, sharing our mission on social media. Maybe you can't donate, but you can share what we do. So
1: Nancy, I did see on your website that you also provide a fun salon experience for the teens who are in the hospital. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely,
0: thanks for bringing that up. We do like spa days and our goal is to bring like a small group, like maybe 10 10 teens together for an intimate spa experience. And there's, we've had it many different um, spas in the area. But this, you know, it's kind of like the rite of passage. You know, you you go shopping with your friends, you get your nails done with your friends. You know, a lot of these kids, they don't have that. And so you bring them together. Like there's an amazing spa in Birmingham, Ravage Day Spa, who every year puts on like in November or they've done it on Mother's Day, like a mother and daughter, but they put on the most amazing and the staff has gotten to know our teens and they look forward to it. And they get to choose like from two spa services, like their nails and a massage or a facial and their nails. And then they have a dinner for us and a dessert. And um, Shannon Murphy from Mojo always comes. Anne Marie Laflemme always comes and Kirby Gwen, who I think now is moving over from WJLB to channel 95.5. In the afternoon, which I'm so happy with, but they connect with our teens. Like they have become friends, close friends with some of our teens. And it is amazing. And the teens will um, exchange phone numbers they will become close friends because they understand each other. And it's 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 in
1: a wonderful experience. Yeah, I love seeing the pictures of the teenagers going for the salon experience. And you can just see on their faces how moved they are through that, just being able to be pampered. And just for that time being that they don't think about being in the hospital when they right. just let all that go. That's what it's all about, and
0: you know, their, mm-hmm. their face and their body has changed so much because of their diagnosis and the medications they're on. So if you can make them feel good, it helps their overall recovery or what they're going through, or maybe a little bit better. And it's just so much fun to watch them giggle and have fun. Like Maria, we had Maria at the um, the spa day that Ravage had in November, and Maria is here from Jamaica getting total uh, facial reconstruction. She was going to have it in January. And so she's her and her family, her mom and her sister and her are here from Jamaica. And they're all went through surgery. And she I saw that uh, was on social media. Mm -hmm. I saw that the Ronald McDonald house, which is a phenomenal place. And that's where we had our first prom years ago. They were looking, you know, Maria's turning 18. Could people send her a card? I'm like, I can do one better. I can pick her up and take her to spa day. And so I reached out to them to see if that was appropriate and if it could happen. And so uh, my husband drove me down there and uh, Hope and I, we picked her up and took her to spa day. She had never been in a spa before. And so they they were serving us orange juice in these champagne flutes from Ikea. And she's like, I want one of those. And I'm like, what? What do you want? She goes, I want one of those glasses. I've never seen that before. The joy of (laughs) just over a simple Ikea. And so they gave her a couple to take home, but she was just a hoot. And so from there, you know, I, Maria was involved in our fashion show. She was involved, went to the Pistons game, and you know, I took her to the Mojo in the Morning show. She's just last week I was I took some gift bags down to them down at the Ronald McDonald House and Irma, who's the house manager came down and with a trolley and put them on. And I said, okay, I wrote a note into for Maria and her sister, Mary and Z, uh, Zion, who's another one of our teens who is living there with her mom. And she said, yeah, Maria might be going home soon, back to Jamaica. And I oh, I cried in the car because I had all these grand plans to have her at my house, go to another Pistons game, you know, do stuff with her. And now I'm like, oh, I'm not going to see her again. You know, I because of the pandemic and, you know, social distancing and all of that. So I got to figure out how to wait. Maybe I can Zoom call with her because she... She and I really connected and she's, she's a hoot. She's, she looks at everything like she was here for snow, never seen snow before, you know, being from Jamaica and she was just, you know, and the Kirby Gwen who met her at spa day, Maria didn't have a winter coat. So what does Kirby do? Kirby goes on and buys her a, a jacket and then has it shipped to my house. And then like Mojo in the morning, they invited me to bring five of my teens down and to the show before Christmas and, and ended up being like, they had adopted my family for Christmas. I had no clue, but they also adopted five of our teens. And like they gave Maria, didn't have a phone, her phone broken. They said, she doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can be just, you know, a basic phone, but that's how she texts with her family. They got her an iPhone for God's sake, you know, and they got another teen a desk because she's losing her vision so she can put her magnifier on it. They got another teen of ours who's had a bone marrow transplant and fought cancer twice. She's in nursing school. They bought her, you know, flashcards and a stethoscope. Um, They got another girl, you know, uh, VR glasses. I mean, there's just some wonderful community people who are involved with us.
1: And Nancy, before we wrap up, I just want to remind people of your website, social media, and where they can find and support you. Well, our website is wishpantateen.org, and everything is on there. And then uh, we're on
0: Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, so you can find us on there, and we're I'm, we're pretty active on social media, and, you know, we answer our DMs real quick, and yeah, we would love to, you know, share, share our mission for people. That's what it's all about, is sharing what we do, and maybe there's a teen out there that needs us, but maybe by sharing it, we'll be helping another teen that maybe has felt so so lonely. Well,
1: Nancy, I want to thank you again so much for being giving of your time and sharing your story and the impact that this organization has made on your life and so many others. Well, thanks, Ashley. It was wonderful talking to you
0: this morning. Thanks for joining us at the For the Good Podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at For the Good Official and our blog at forthegood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode.
1: Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.